0: Well, this is uh, the day before Memorial Day, so we're uh, we're remembering those who have laid down their lives, who have given their lives, uh, so that we can enjoy what we have today, and, and um, you know, there's, there's a necessity of that that I want to just speak to today, because it has to do with, um, you know, as great as God is, um, you don't you can't really access who he is. And this, this is what, we, we were singing some wonderful songs. I, I just love to be able to, to magnify who God is. And what are we doing when we do that? It's a God that's already there. Yeah. He's the, already the, the creator of the universe. He's already doing stuff all the time. You know, and he said, in the last days, I'm gonna pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Yeah. But are all flesh experiencing that? Because it's not enough for God to just be moving for his movements to relate to us, we're gonna have to tap into it somehow. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna have to let who God is become big in us. And that's, that's believing, isn't it? Because yeah. you know what? The, the, God is present to heal all the time, isn't he? Remember that, that, that story about where, where Jesus was, um, he, he was, he was teaching and it said that the power of God was present to heal? But who got healed there that day? It was the one with some friends that let him down through the ceiling. Right. Remember that? Yes. They, they opened up the roof and they let him down through. Well, he was there to heal everybody. Yeah. But somebody said, I'm going to get it. That's, it. That's mine. Yes. And so what they had was a, a, a different perspective of who Jesus was that allowed it to become applicable applicable in their life. And, and and as great as God is in this nation today, as in this room today, he's gotta get through our minds. He's gotta get through our understanding in order for it to be real in our life. And it has to do with memories. So, uh, you know, th- we're gonna remember tomorrow. And, and um, you know, just to go back just a little bit uh, you know, I'm glad I didn't. I'm I'm so grateful that I didn't have to go to war. My memories are not the battlefield. Aren't you glad for that? <laughs> but I can have a memory for somebody that went there for me. And what I have to do is is to not let that become something that's just a like, I feel sorry for. Thank you. You know, no. I I it's it's like. Their experience, I need to make mine in some way so that what they fought for, what they died for, I defend now as if it's mine. Can you see that? So what a memory is, what a memory is capable of doing is taking something that happened long ago, even if it wasn't you, and causing you to become a believer in its cause. Can you see that? Now... So for that to happen, it's gonna to have to affect you some somehow uh emotionally. And and you know, um, so I I went to college and, and I had some I had some Jewish instructors that were actually rabbis and uh I took a Holocaust class, you know, and I took and, and you know what is the main theme in in Judaism and there, and I didn't realize there's so many different sects of Judaism, so many different levels of belief. You know, there's the Hasidim and then there's the the Reform and and some of them don't even believe in God. They just believe in the traditions, you know. And um but but they all have laid hold upon this thing is we will not forget. And so even today there's 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 new movies you can watch. And what, what are you doing when you're watching a movie? You're experiencing somebody's, the memory that somebody experienced in something, right? Most of these stories are true stories. And somebody actually went through this stuff. But what, hap, what happens when you watch that and you experience it? Hopefully, and what their, their intent is, that we're gonna be moved by this so that we get this understanding that we cannot be a part of anything like that ever happening again, Right? So just just the telling of a story can become a memory for us. Can you see that? You know, uh, Jesus said, you're going to partake of, of this meal, and every time you do, what are you going to do? You know, and, I, and there's, there's different levels of, of meaning in that, but what I see is, how many eat every day? How many times? Well... <laughs> I don't want to confess how many times I eat, but, but I'm working on that. We, we, give me a break. <laughs> but it should be that as, as much as we require food, we require the memory. Because the, what the memory does is it, it brings the reality of an event into the now so that it's not just something that happened. It's like it happened to me in one way or another. And now I'm going to apply it in my life. Okay. Now, this can be for something else. i, I, I thought about this, and I'm going to tell this. Because you know how, how there's a cringe factor some, to some stories? And it's like, you know, you see somebody falling off a ladder or something. My, my brother's so good at this. He can tell stories that I might have been there, and they just... It, it's, it's, the memory isn't the same, because he, he, he crystallizes the memory and can tell it in such a way that you're going... Mm. And he tells a story about my dad. My dad is, is a wonderful, he can build anything. He built several churches himself, designed them and, and built them, did most of the work. I helped him on some of them. I you know, mixed the concrete and hammered the nails and got to learn some of that kind of stuff. You know, but, but he built this, 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 uh, this, this garage off the, the back of our house. It was pretty steep, the, the pitch on the roof of that, that garage. And it was one. It was like kind of like Laurel and Hardy. Anybody seen those Laurel and Hardy things? You know, it's like you're just going, mm, you know. And my brother can tell this so well. How how Dad was on that, and he slipped down, and his, fit, his foot hit the ladder, and the ladder went out. You know, and then see, did did we did we experience that just a little bit? I didn't even tell it very well. If my brother was telling it, you would have really been enjoying that because man, he, he can do the dog faces and everything when he's talking about animals. He, I mean and what what's what's happening is, is just the words are creating a memory yeah. for you, whether or not you were there. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a necessity of this in us that we're not just we're not just experiencing the word of God or the power of God. It's not just present, but it becomes something that is alive in us as if we're there, as if, and you know, sometimes I think about that when we're, when we're worshiping and stuff. Uh, sometimes I was just in here talking to God the other day. Anybody just talk to God? You know, isn't that wonderful that we can do that? It's, it's not like far away and, and, and you have to put on a different voice or ask somebody else to talk to him for you or he said, no, you're gonna come talk to me directly. Yeah. Amen, isn't that wonderful that we can do that? And I was sitting there and and, and I'm praising him and I'm thinking, wow, you're the same God that Abraham. Yeah, I'm right, I might as well just be here with Abraham praising you because you're that same God. You're the same God as, as David was praising him. And it's, it's just as if you David just knocked that giant down. You know, when you hear that, it, it has, what can take place in a memory is the cause that it was for, and that's what I want to have. You know, there's some, some stories, you know, um, I encourage you, we got the notes on, on our app here, if you've, if you've got our app, you can check these out, but, um, you know, I've told this story before, but you're familiar with the Hacksaw Ridge story, you know, Desmond, uh, what is it, Desmond Doss. And then like un- unbroken that story about, you know, uh, Louis uh, Zamperini, you know. And and the stuff that, that that some people that made possible for me to just sit back on my couch and do nothing without worrying about somebody busting through my door yeah. or just doing what we're doing here today freely. You know, you, you experience what they went through in the story, in the telling of that, and it needs to make a difference in my heart that, you know, what's wrong with our country today is we've forgotten some of these things, you know? Yeah. And we're willing, if the danger in letting go of a memory is you're willing to give it up to something that is worthless yeah. because you've forgotten what it took to get you there yeah. or where you came from. Amen? So I wanna relate this just a little bit today because, man, I am so grateful for, for the men that laid down their lives for us. But you know what? It's so necessary that we have a day like today, or like tomorrow, where we're, we're setting aside and we're saying, we're not just remembering them. We're not just looking at a cross and saying, thank you, you know, or whatever. No, I, I want it to be something where what they went through was worth fighting for for them. And because it's worth fighting for for them, I want to be able to fight for it now. But what is that? It's freedom. It's, <laughs> it's the stuff that, that our country is just handing over yeah. freely because nobody can remember what it took to get it in the first place. Does yeah. this make sense? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I've just got a few statements I I want to make here. I I thought, you know what? I just want to be able to say some statements here that we can look at that have to do with our memory, right? In remembering the fallen, and so this has to do with Memorial Day. When we're remembering the fallen, uh, there will be honor for the cause their life served. So these guys were not just, you know, my heart goes out sometimes for these stories of... uh, of dictators that make people, you know I, I saw something the other day. they have these this thing uh, it's on one of those, I don't know Amazon or whatever it is. It, it's the last videos of Hitler. And uh, you know it's like, wow, these people had to go into battle for that. <laughs> you know and it, and it showed him right before uh, right before they came into Berlin, and he had a, all that was left was a bunch of kids. Lined up. And he didn't want them to take a video of him because he was shaken so bad. But they got a video of him. And these kids, I mean, they're, they're high school, maybe junior high, I don't know. And he's tossing them on the ear right before he sends them off to die for him. You know, and it's like, your heart goes out to people like that. I, I'm so grateful that we had a cause. When we sent our guys over there, I mean, they're, they're, it's amazing how many died and shed their blood. But it was for a cause. So that we could have freedom of speech. That so we could have you know, freedom of religion. That we could have freedom of these things. And, and there was a cause that they fought for. And when, I, and when we have this Memorial Day. There should be a renewal. Of why they went. That says we're not going to give it up. To a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> Amen. And this isn't just one ideology. No this is. We were based upon a morality. That came from God. I didn't mean to spend so much time on this, but when you're remembering what happened, there better be a renewal of what they were doing it for. And we better get, it's as if we were there doing it with them, that it means that much to us. Amen? This is important. And we'll get to some stuff that we can apply because this has to do with our belief system. Okay, I'll not get ahead of myself too much. To remove a memory, and this is what's happening a lot, even in our school systems, right? They're removing memories. This isn't just history. This isn't just somebody's version of something. This is memories that allow you to preserve what you have. Right? To remove a memory is to take away the ability to believe. You can't believe anything without some information. You can't believe God without some information. That's why what we're what we're what are we told about God? Stories, aren't we? But a Jesus still. He, he went around and told stories, didn't he? What's our Bible full of? Stories. Why? Because they create an image of who God is. A memory. And you can call it a memory because until you get that information about who he is, you're not going to be able to believe in who he is. And you take away a memory. And, and this is what the enemy wants to do in our lives as Christians even. He wants, us, he wants us to get all our memories of who God really is. That's why we need to sing a song like we sang. Because what the enemy wants to do is he wants to take away the memory of who God really is and cover it up with some nonsense, yeah. some disbelief, some questions. Yeah. Well, but what about this? Well, what about how great he is? Yeah. Can we not mem- remember that, yeah. right? Because if you take away a, a, a memory, it's to take away the ability to believe and act on its purpose or cause. Okay, here's another one. Are we getting those up there? Yeah. Okay. So, forgetting heroes and their mission is opening the door to the return of what they overcame. Is that true? These these heroes. This this isn't this isn't just one ideology that took place. I mean. People of all races, this is an interesting thing, are a part of the, the uh, liberation of this nation from the from the first wars. Amen? And, and uh, what a precious life each one was. But you start to let go of that, and you let go of the ability to believe in America, and that's the threat against America that's greater than a nuclear bomb right now is the inability to believe in who we are. And it's, it can even touch us because we got so sick of some stuff that's in charge. Am I being too blatant? <laughs> it's the truth. So what do you, what? do what is attempted and, and the biggest thing that I feel like has is, is challenged us as a nation is the removal of the memory of God. Yeah. And they've called it uh, separation of church and state so that they can instill their own religion right. in a replacement. Yeah. I can say now you have to believe in the religion of gender. You have to believe, believe in, the, in the religion of equality. All the, it's just another belief system, yeah. right? But in the process of it that's not as overt is the removal of the memory of how we got here in the first place, yeah. which was God. And you remove that and no longer can you believe in it. Right? Right. Okay. Memory. (laughs) Is this too serious? All right. right. Need to do some jumping jacks real quick? Okay. Memory enables belief as vision enables action. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what memory does is it creates a vision that makes it possible to act in response to that. Without vision, what happens to a people? Perish. They perish, right? Yeah. Without memory. Yeah. So goes belief, okay? So forgetting leads to rebellion, okay? Remember what happened in the Old Testament? It's amazing how quickly people can forget, right? God said, don't have any other gods. And it's just a couple of breaths, and they're making God's. And God doesn't look at it like just a loss of memory. This is what happens with kids a lot. Have you ever noticed this with kids? You know, why didn't you take the trash out? I forgot. You know what God calls that? Rebellion. <laughs> right? And it's a sin of witchcraft. It's, it's not acceptable. So this thing of remembering and, and, and enabling belief and, and action is, is not optional Even if you're not a Christian, (laughs) there's going to be destruction that comes from rebellion. All right? So forgetting is not, and this again is what's happening in our country. I can't help but refer to this, is we are rebelling against the founding fathers right now. There's a rebellion going on. It's almost like a revolution that's defying the basis that we were built on right? So I'm trying to instill here. Is anybody getting this? Yep, yeah. Memory is important. <laughs> memories chosen determine heart beliefs. So here's the thing. You can choose your memories. Okay. We're, I think we're using memories here for some other words that we're used to talking about, but they, you can choose what you believe. Did you know that? Belief isn't something that's just sitting there in your heart all the time. It's a choice you make all the time. Right. And it's, based, it's going to be based upon what you choose to let your thoughts recall on. Most of the time, our thoughts are on things that have happened. That's, that's where we live. We're remembering things, aren't we? <laughs> Except for me. Sometimes I forget where my keys are. <laughs> it's like, I need a fortune. To, no, i <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what I have. I have the Holy Ghost. Right. And I do. I, I ask the Holy Ghost, and he helps me because I forgot. And my wife. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> are, are we still good? Still love me? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the Bible here, okay? <laughs> it's time to, After the, on that note. Uh. So the heart's abundance, though, and, and, and we, we've been looking at this for a while uh, about the necessity for belief because... Uh, I, I want to be challenged. We've been singing about this today, haven't we? He's a waymaker. He's doing stuff all the time. He he heals. He delivers. He sets free. Is that true? Yes. Uh, but sometimes it's not the reality in our life. Is that true? <laughs> so I'm not. I deny that. I'm a. I'm a denier of that. But there's a necessity to, to say, okay, if belief is so important and if belief is the, is the, the way we're going to experience how, how great God is, because that's what Jesus said, right? He said, if you can only believe what, what happens for you, if, if you can only believe, all things are possible. And so it's, it's wonderful to say, who am I to deny? But it's not enough to just not deny. We're going to have to activate something. Yeah. We're going to have to, by faith, activate something, Right? And what happens in our heart, what we choose to remember is going to define what's in our heart and the ability of our heart to believe. So we saw that. If you take away a memory, you take away the ability to believe. Is that right? You you take away even the things that you know about God. You let them drift from your memory to where they're not being accessed continually. That's why Jesus said... As much as you eat, you need to remember. Yes, yes. Right? Let's look at Luke 6, 45. <clears throat> A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. Uh, good, And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So, <clears throat> You cannot believe something that hasn't been deposited in your heart already. Right? As great as God is, as much as he's able to do, he only moves. He doesn't move by need. He already did. He sent Jesus. What he moves by is faith. And faith is going to have to be bigger than disbelief. And that's what happens. If if you're not actively putting in memories of who God is, There's a lot of other memories that are wanting to shove their way into your heart and to say, this is what we're going to believe. Because the memories that you choose to dwell on and you choose to think on are those that will define the abundance of your heart and it will come out of your mouth and death and life are in its power, right? (laughs) Okay, let's look at Proverbs 4.23. The heart's content or memories determines life's course. So Proverbs 4.23. So it's up to us. It's not, it's not up to God. We can, you can't blame God. Right. God, I, uh, I'm having a hard time believing. He said, well, get with it. I've given you everything you need. You're going to have to start thinking what you choose to dwell on, what you choose to delight in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm challenged in this. Is anybody? Did, how, how many delight in the Lord? Have fun in God. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think it's something that, especially if you've kind of grown up in this, you might have to nurture it a little bit. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, God can be enjoyable just yeah. to be with. Yeah. But you almost intentionally have, it's like, it's like uh, if you're going to have an appointment with a, a coach or somebody else, you're setting aside a certain amount of time that you're gonna spend with them and it better be profitable to you, right? Uh, and, and God is, is very similar. He's, he's a personality. We're going to have to spend some time with him to enjoy him, right? So how do we guard our heart, though, and determine which memories are becoming the substance that will come out of it without us even trying, okay? All right, let's look at this. With each intentional memory, is a corresponding action or consequence. Okay, this is something, man. I saw I saw this a uh, few weeks ago, on a Wednesday that that we were sharing this, and I just wanted to make this part of what we're looking at today, because the most delicate. What's the most What's the most vulnerable thing organ in our body? Well, uh, you can probably get into debate on this. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a biologist, but, but if your heart's, well, your brain's not going to make it if your heart's not making it, right? You can actually turn off the brain and your heart can still go. Is that right? I mean, you won't actually be alive, but what? Some people prove it all the time. But the most critical thing to our physical body is our heart. And, and, it, and it's amazing what just a little bit of substance, what it does to our heart. Our heart responds to things that we eat, to things that we in, in, inject, it, to, to what's coming into our body. It's so critical for everything else that's going on in our, in our body for our heart to be healthy. And this is how it is with our faith. Our heart has to be cared for. And there's a way in how we remember God, and we're going to refer to some of these today, there's, there's a way we can intentionally partake of a memory of God that will awaken faith in our life, belief in our life, that, is, that we can practice daily. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> Just like we would, we'd need to be moving all the time. We need, <laughs> we're, we're made to move. Our bodies are made to move. The more we move, the more our body will be healthy. Right. You know, I was, I was telling Braden I, I go to work out, not because I want to look like Hayden. Although that would be a nice benefit if I, that, but I want to be healthy. So I'm going to have to do specific movements and I'm finding out some new ones that I didn't know about before that, that are necessary. And it's not enough to just know that I should do them. I'm going to have to do them consistently in order to care for my body as a whole. But, but the heart, it's the one that needs to be taken care of the most. And there's a, there's a thought about God that needs to be more than just a religious consideration. It needs to be something that this has been done on my behalf and I'm going to allow it be a re, to be a reality in my heart. I'm going to, on purpose... Consider this, okay? So, Psalms. Who is David? He's the man after God's own heart, right? He's the one man that was so excited about everything that God said. He he gets excited about what God said. And what does it do to to his heart? He becomes a, a he he reveals how. Thinking about God, remembering God. He just loves, man, he just loves to think about something that God said. That reminds me of me with my wife. I just love to think about something she said and to ponder it over and over again. Just trying to give an illustration. Okay. (laughs) You're supposed to laugh. That was supposed to be, it's a reality, but you can laugh anyway. Uh, (laughs) But that's true. You know, <laughs> it's like my wife, sometimes she says, uh, why is it that when I go on a vacation that you get all romantic? And it's like, I don't know. It's just fun to talk to you on the phone and just imagine you. All right. A little sappy. But but there, there's, there's a part of God that needs to be a little bit sappy, needs to be real. He... he he loves us so much. He said all this stuff about us so that it can be, he, it can awaken memories in us that come alive and make him more than just some God off somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So I'm grateful for the Psalms that, that David had he, he was so consistent in doing this stuff. What I like about him, and I'm inspired about him, is he didn't, he didn't just cover other people's songs. He made them up. He made them up from his own memories of God. You know what? I think this is part of it. Who is God in our life? What can we remember of him? What can we say about that? Because with every time that we do this, every time we let it become real in our life, it's not just some sappy thing. It's belief. Every time I think of my wife in her little soft voice, and I'm drawn to that, you know what, it's awakening belief in us. Can, can you see this? All right, what did I do now? They're mocking soft. Little soft voice. Oh, you don't think it's soft? Well, it has different moments. <laughs> I like to remember the soft ones, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> it it is good, okay <laughs> so here's what I want to look at when we're looking at this passage though because what what needs to happen what needs to happen when we're when we're considering something about god it it needs to it needs to produce a belief in Him that's going to affect a result in an expectation in our life. Can you see this? All right, Diane is doing the right thing. She's closing her eyes and imagining. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so if you can hang on this with hang on this with me, because this one psalm gives some. It's like they're little tools that we can use to take care of our heart. The biggest thing when our heart gets into doubt, when it gets into these other things, it's become it's become sour, and yeah. it's even in its memory of God because it's become disappointed by something. Yeah. Some experience in life is, has has made it difficult. And, and, and it's really hard to believe God for a mountain to go flying off when you're disappointed in something at the moment. And most of the time, what all it takes is just a, a few moments to, to make a switch and to say, oh, no, this is who God is. And, and it's amazing how one little adjustment of a thought, you can take that thought captive, and you can make it obedient unto who you know God to be and a memory of who he is. Yes. And what that does, it enables this power that's always available yeah. to become activated in your life yes. and to make a difference. Amen? Right. Amen? Yes. So, what we need is belief. And what we need for belief is a cared for heart, mm-hmm. uh, one that's cared for with the right memories, that we're choosing the right memories. And we're barraged with all the other ones all the rest of the day, so we need to take at least three times a day while we're chowing down and remember who God is. And so I, there's just some examples here in this psalm that I want to go through and that we can uh, just get in the practice of this. You know, sometimes we just need some things. What, what do you want me to do? Real quick, came across a video of how I can work on this. And I thought, all right. You know, most of the time they want you to sign up for something and buy something. And this guy actually had a YouTube telling you actually what to do. Just a little exercise. I'm not going to show you what it is because, again, I I don't want to become accountable for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, woohoo! It's only just a, a a few things you can actually do. I think I can do that. You know, I can watch basketball while I'm while I'm just doing this little thing. And uh, you know, really, I think with God, sometimes that's as easy as it is. Just do some things. It's, it's not works, you're not, you're not gonna get any more favor from God. No, he's already done these things. What you're needing is to care for a believing that's already there, it just needs some care, okay? <laughs> all right. And everybody said, all right, he's getting into Psalms already, okay? Trust in the Lord and do good, okay? So trust, and we're gonna kind of look at how you can turn the word trust into a memory, okay? Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. What is that a result of? That's a result of a heart that believes. Living safely in the land. Having a good having a good life. Sometimes we just want to go right to that. God, I heard if I just confess you. If I just speak. That this is going to happen. No, no, no. You're going to actually have to believe. Okay. All right. Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you your heart's desires. There's always a... A result of doing these things, right? Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocent ra- innocence radiate like the dawn. And the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Ha. Huh. So sometimes we, we want to just say delight in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And he, he goes on and he says what happens is when you. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll come back to this later. Okay. be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes and stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. So what is so wonderful about this passage is it gives us something to do. It's not just talking about how great God is. It talks about what we can do and each one of these things. It's not limited to these by any means. But some things we can do just simply that will affect the condition of our heart. Okay, I'm gonna go through these just in a way that we can say, well, how is that a memory of God? You can say, because sometimes we say, trust in the Lord. Okay, <laughs> what normal is that? Is, you know? <laughs> okay, we'll do a whole series on trusting. But it doesn't have to be all that complicated. When you trust what's happening, which, when you're trusting in the Lord, there's a memory of proven promises that you can consider. How many have something that God's already done? When we're trusting in him, it's like Pastor Kim was saying, you have to be grateful and appreciative of what you have right now for there to be an expectation of what's coming. And so for, for your care to prepare for what's going to happen in the future, there has to be a taking care of where you already are and how God has brought you to this place. And that's what trust does. There needs to be, he says, trust in the Lord. And it's kind of like, uh, and you read and you think, well, I got a lot, a lot of reading yet to do. Oh, let's just say, let, let's allow there to be a memory of what trust is for me in God. He promised me something. He came through. Amen. And even apart from that, just having it, just, just being sappy in the presence of God, it's like, wow, God, I'm just, I'm giving all this up to you right now. <laughs> and what happens as a result of that? There's safe living on the other side of that. Yeah. Amen? And sometimes we, we don't want to do the little things. But there's an opportunity, but just simply taking a moment. Saying, I'm gonna trust in God. Yeah. Well, what are you trusting Him for? I'm just trusting Him. You don't you don't wait for something big to come along to start trusting God. Right. It's just part of your memory. Yeah. <laughs> it's a function of your memory. I trust in Him. Okay, delighting in Him. This is something again. I, I I think we we need to practice this. And what are you doing when you're delighting in Him? Anybody delight in the Lord? You know, I, I grew up in a church where we spent a lot of time around the altar, and we would cry, and, and, and uh, but it wasn't sorrowful crying. It was delightful crying, because we were enjoying the presence of God. You can actually do that. Now, you don't have to get all that. Uh, you don't have to wait for that. You can just enjoy who he is, because his presence, even right here this morning, has, has anybody enjoyed the presence of God? There there needs to be, and, and if we're not, we can we can arrest ourselves and say, Soul, what are you doing? <laughs> Enjoy God. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be sitting back waiting for something else to happen. He's good already. Yeah. Enjoy him now. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And he will he will touch you there in that moment. Savoring moments spent in his presence. And what happens to that in when you're actually allowing the desires of your heart to be satisfied by him? Because one of the biggest challenges with our hearts is what our hearts want. And God's not going to provide things that we don't need even though our heart wants them. Does that make sense? So the best way to have results in what you're believing for is to believe for the right things. Desire the right things. And the more you're enjoying the presence of God, what's happening to your heart? It's getting it's getting helped in what it wants. When it's getting gratified by who God is, it's getting help for what you need in this life that's gonna be right. And you're actually gonna be able to be directed by your desires for him to your desires for your life. Amen? Yeah. All right. Are you tracking me? Yes. Okay. Here's a cool one that I thought it was, well, that's really great, David, you put that one in there. Because you know what happens to your heart when you commit to something? <laughs> it's, like, it's like these guys going to school. I, I remember going to school. I, I was committed to getting through this thing. And what, I, what happened when I committed is now my belief is in my ability to get through that. Yeah. And now I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get through it. Something's happening to my heart when I commit. Right? <laughs> these guys on the battlefield it's amazing. They stand up and start charging forward, and it's like, once they've committed, they're in this, right? Wow. How do you get courage like that? Well, you commit. You just take a step, and you say, I'm believing in this. So much that I'm going to commit to what it takes for it to be accomplished. There's a commitment to God. We have other things in our life, but once you make a commitment to God, and you say, God, I'm laying a." And this happens when we get saved, but, man, it should happen throughout our life. When we wake up in the morning, we can say, God, I commit this day to you. I'm going to live for you today. I'm going to follow righteousness instead of my flesh. I'm going to listen to your voice instead of all these other voices going on around me. Yes, and even before you're successful at that, just sitting aside and saying, God, I'm committing this to you, Right? So commit, dedicating priorities to the memory of his cause. Don't you like this? There's always a cause when there's a memory. There's an empowered purpose. One of the most important things we need in our life, especially for belief, is a purpose. That my life is not just for nothing. And this is one of the biggest things that the enemy wants to do is he wants to steal away the memories of things that you've actually succeeded at, that God's already done in your life, so that you're not gratified by them. And now you lose the the power of a purpose for your life. God's wanting to say, you know what? Everything you've come through, there might be some setbacks, but I have a purpose for you. Amen? That requires you just being committed to me, and you're gonna be so gratified with your life. That's a hard thing. That's a belief thing. Okay, just a couple more. Be still. Remembering his greatness and allowing him to work. And there will be peace in production. So a lot of times we, we, we get so driven by what we can do. And what happens when you remember how great God is. That's why it's so important to magnify God's greatness. Is what it does is it allows him to take over where you end. At the end of you, you allow him to go. And there's a production way beyond what we can do on our own. When we just let him be God. Amen? Amen. It liberates our heart. It's a heart condition that is being cared for. One more. And I like he put this at the end. You know what? You can choose to not be angry. What's anger come from? An imagination of something that's out of order, not in line with what you want. Is that right? Something that's not going according to what you think you need to have. You're offended. Something. And it become and it's a it's a natural response that you can get used to doing, and it's based upon a memory. It can be a very short term memory, or you can hang on to anger for a long time. Right? But what does anger do? It shuts down a heart that needs to be strong towards God. When you recall that God is your protector, He's your provider. He's your defense. <laughs> Amen? Yes. What it will do is help you to avoid self-inflicted harm. That's what, what I think is interesting about that is the, the worst person that gets affected by anger is you. Yeah. Right? So and why, what's it doing to your heart? Yeah. It's, it's like corruption to the heart. Yeah. It's like a, a bunch of yeah. junk Clogging up your heart, your art, the arteries of your heart. And he's saying, you know what? You can choose to change that by refusing those thoughts. It's not enough to just think on ungodly thoughts. you got to refuse. You, that's part of the guarding of the heart. Yeah. Saying, I'm going to refuse those things. Yeah. They're not going to touch me. Yeah. And as soon as I feel myself getting caught up in that, hey, it's just like <laughs> danger. What is that? Uh, Robinson. Robinson. danger, danger, Robinson. It it shouldn't be something that we get into condemnation or we were defeated by it, but we say, oh, oh, something's happening to my heart. I need to go back. I need to refuse that. I need to trust God. I need to delight in him. Amen? I can be helped in that. Okay, I just have one more passage here. In the memory of his words is the experience of their life. So these are some just practical things we can do. Amen? If you do those consistently, as much as we eat, just remember, just trust in God, allowing there to be a memory of who he is, all these things that we talked about. Test yourself on this, you know? Take a selfie, a profile selfie of your spiritual self. <laughs> I hate doing that. <laughs> of the real one, you know? But you're supposed to do that so you can see what happens, right? We need to gauge ourselves. What's happening to me? Right? What's the condition of my heart? Don't let it just be whatever it is. Say, I'm going to do something about it. Amen? I'm going to use the memories I can get from God. I'm going to affect my heart by who God is. He already is that. I'm not making him that. I'm just letting him be it real in my life. Is that right? Amen? Take a profile and come back in a month and see what's happened. Amen? Things will change. So we're faithful to just what, what we can do with God. what God's given us. He's given us so many great tools. But our heart needs to be healthy, needs to be strong. We choose how strong it is by what we remember, by what we think on. Amen? John 14, 26. And the Holy Spirit, and this is what I wanna, I'm so grateful for. Aren't you grateful for the Holy Spirit? Yes. Oh man, I, I'm so I'm so thankful that 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 I'm a spirit. I'm made in the image of my Father God. Yes. And we can communicate spirit to spirit. Amen. Yes. How powerful that is. And these areas that seem like, well, that sounds like some really good information, but man. How do I go from where I am to, to, to what you're talking about? Because this, is, this takes revelation. It, 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 you know, we're, we're, I'm just trying to give some information here, but, but we're going to need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Today. And we're not without the Holy Spirit. He's poured out here today. Right. And we can access something that's bigger than what we can do on our own. We don't have to try to, well, I don't know whether I can do that. Well, you don't have to worry about that. The Holy Spirit's going to help you. Yeah. Amen. He's come to be your helper. When the Father sends the advocate, what is an advocate? That's somebody that's going to go between your ability to do something (laughs) and the need to get it done, right? I'm going to send the advocate as my representative. That is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will do what? Remind you. He'll remind you of everything I have told you. So again, the same spirit that raised Christ from the grave. Where is he? As we choose. As we choose, he's come to abide in us. This was our promise from Jesus, right? That we would not be separate from him. We would be one with him. That he would come and he would abide inside of us. And there would be an ability to, for our minds to be in an alignment. With who he is. The things that he said. For them to be a memory to us. <laughs> have you ever had that happen? Where you're needing something by the spirit. And it's just like. It comes up from the inside. Mm-hmm. It might have been something you, you actually read. Or you, you meditated on a long time ago. But in the time of need. It just comes up from the inside. And you can draw on that. Yes. Amen. Yes. And your heart is cared for in that process. this is our privilege today. It's Memorial Day. And I like to think about Christmas being like just a celebration on one day that we celebrate every day, right? Easter, the same thing. Memorial Day should be the same thing.